Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about buying in a fringe area. Today's show is a cautionary tale. As you know, I'm a proponent of the buy on the line, move the line strategy. That line exists in nearly every city in North America. On one side of the line is a hot neighborhood. There are expensive properties, desirable amenities like coffee shops and art galleries. On the other side of the line, you're in the hood. You're in an area where people are on social assistance. The property values between those areas can vary dramatically, even though they're only a short distance apart. Now, the strategy is based on the notion that you can redevelop just on the wrong side of that line, and when you do, the line is now on the other side of your property, which means you can go do it again and again and again. You can literally move the line. But for a line to move, the line needs to be arbitrary. If the line is a hard boundary, if it's a school district or a municipal boundary or a railway line, that boundary is going to be a lot more difficult to move. If you go too deep into the hood, then your project will probably fail. You won't get people to bridge that psychological boundary into the hot neighborhood. Now, earlier this week, I was approached by another developer who purchased a property in a fringe area. She talked about the proximity to the lake and how it was a short walk to some of the most beautiful parts of the city. But there were a few important details that were missing. She promoted the property as being close to the light rail system. Now, it's true, the property is about 350 yards from the rail line, but it's almost perfectly between two rail stops. The two closest stops are each one kilometer away or about six-tenths of a mile. She's also about six-tenths of a mile from the lake. That doesn't meet the test of being close to the rapid transit system. It doesn't meet the test of being close to the lake. It's a brisk 15-minute walk to the lake. Not only that, you have to cross underneath a 12-lane highway. That long, dark underpass is about 250 feet across, and it would be considered an unsafe place for a single person to walk alone. That specific exit from the highway frequently has homeless people begging for money at the end of the off-ramp. Now, south of the highway, closer to the lake, there's significant redevelopment underway. North of the highway has low-income housing, community housing, social services for people who are chronically unemployed. And if you go five blocks further north, you're in the heart of Chinatown with all the restaurants and shops of Chinatown. But here, too, this is an area that's also up and coming with some slow transitions and property values happening year over year. Now, this developer paid over $300 per square foot for the land. In that location, you'll be hard-pressed to deliver a condo product to attract high prices. There's a lot of new rental product in the pipeline in much better locations with more amenities. In fact, there's about 2,000 units of new construction in the pipeline that would represent competition if this project gets built. Now, I'm not going to disclose the specific location of this property out of fairness to the developer. I truly hope she succeeds. But I'm using this example as a cautionary tale. Frankly, I'm concerned for the viability of her project in that location. Now, she paid a price that already assumes the land has been rezoned to permit her desired end product. The current zoning limits her to a three-story structure. In addition, there's a secondary plan called a mature neighborhood overlay, which means the local community association has architectural restrictions under the control of the local neighborhood. Now, she pointed to a brand new construction multi-story building located across the street. That building is currently in construction. We don't know what prices it will attract in the market, so it's too soon to say whether the market will recognize the new building as an asset to the city or a misplaced asset in a rough neighborhood. That new building is also outside the mature neighborhood overlay. It has different zoning of traditional Main Street. 
Her zoning is residential, with a medium density allowance of up to four units. See, these are all issues that could have been identified in the first 10 to 15 minutes of a consultation with her team. Now, instead, she's gone out and bought a property for $7.5 million that, in my opinion, is worth a quarter of that price in its current state. Now, if she can get it rezoned and get the density she's after, then maybe on the best day ever, the property might be worth between 6 to $7 million, according to at least how we calculate value. Now, that isn't to say that we're the authority on valuation. We're not professional appraisers. But we do these types of analysis each and every day. So you can buy on the line and move the line, but you have to find the right circumstances and context for moving that line. And most importantly, you have to enlist experts in performing your due diligence if you don't have that expertise in-house. Again, I truly hope this particular developer succeeds. I, I never like to see anybody fail, but I'm genuinely concerned for the viability of a project. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I want to talk to you again tomorrow.